Chapter 32 of Science in Short Chapters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Science in Short Chapters by W. Matthew Williams. Chapter 32 The Dying Trees in Kensington Gardens. A great many trees have lately been cut down in Kensington Gardens, and the subject was brought before the House of Commons at the latter part of its last session in reply to mr ritchie's question mr adam the then first commissioner of works made explanations which so far as they go are satisfactory but the distance is very small he states that all who have watched the trees must have seen that their decay has become rapid and decided in the last two years that when the vote for the parks came on many were either dead or hopelessly dying that in the more thickly planted portions of the gardens the trees were dead and dying by hundreds owing to the impoverished soil and the terrible neglect of timely thinning fifty or sixty years ago knowing the sensitiveness of the public regarding tree-cutting mr adam obtained the cooperation of a committee of experts consisting of sir joseph hooker mr clutton and mr thomas so distinguished as a landscape gardener and the late first commissioner of works they had several meetings and as mr adam informs us the result has been a unanimous resolution that we ought to proceed at once to clear away the dead and dying trees this is being done to the extent of an absolute clearance in some places and the removal of numerous trees all over the gardens we are further told that the spaces cleared will either be trenched drained and replanted or will be left open as may appear best mr adam adds that the utmost care is being used in the work that not a tree is being cut that can properly be spared and that every effort will be made to restore life to the distinguished trees that are dying i have watched the proceedings in kensington gardens and also in bushy park and have considerable difficulty in describing the agricultural vandalism there witnessed and expressing my opinion on it without transgressing the bounds of conventional courtesy towards those who are responsible i do not refer to the cutting down of the dead and dying trees but to the proceedings by which they have been officially and artificially killed by those who ought to possess sufficient knowledge of agricultural chemistry to understand the necessary consequences of their conduct about forty years have elapsed since liebig taught all who were able and willing to learn that trees and other vegetables are composed of two classes of material first the carbon and the elements of water derived from air and rain and second the nitrogenous and incombustible saline compounds derived from the soil the possible atmospheric origin of some of the nitrogen is still under debate but there is no doubt that all which remains behind as incombustible ash when we burn a leaf is so much matter taken out of the soil every scientific agriculturist knows that certain crops take away certain constituents from the soil and that if this particular cropping continues without a replacing of those particular constituents of fertility the soil must become barren in reference to the crop in question though other crops demanding different food may still grow upon it the agricultural vandalism that i have watched with so much vexation is the practice of annually raking and sweeping together the fallen leaves collecting them in barrows and carts and then carrying them quite away from the soil in which the trees are growing or should grow i have inquired of the men thus employed whether they put anything on the ground to replace these leaves and they have not merely replied in the negative but have been evidently surprised at such a question being asked what is finally done with the leaves i do not know they may be used for the flower beds or sold to outside florists i have seen a large heap accumulated near to the round pond 
now the leaves of forest trees are just those portions containing the largest proportion of ash or otherwise stated they do the most in exhausting the soil in epping forest in the new forest and other forests where there have been still more terrible neglect of timely thinning the trees continue to grow vigorously and have thus grown for centuries the leaves fall on the soil wherein the trees grow and they continually return to it all they have taken away they do something besides this during the winter they gradually decay this decay is a process of slow combustion giving out just as much heat as though all the leaves were gathered together and used as fuel for a bonfire but the heat in the course of natural decay is gradually given out just when and where it is wanted and the coating of leaves moreover forms a protective winter jacket to the soil i am aware that the plea for this sweeping up of leaves is the demand for tidiness that people with thin shoes might wet their feet if they walked through a stratum of fallen leaves the reply to this is that all reasonable demands of this class would be satisfied by clearing the footpaths from which nobody should deviate in the winter time before the season for strolling in the grass returns nature will have disposed of the fallen leaves a partial remedy may be applied by burning the leaves then carefully distributing their ashes but this is after all a clumsy imitation of the natural slow combustion above described and is wasteful of the ammoniacal salts as well as of the heat the avenues of bushy park are not going so rapidly as the old sylvan glories of kensington gardens though the same robbery of the soil is practised in both places i have a theory of my own in explanation of the difference viz that the cloud of dust that may be seen blowing from the roadway as the vehicles drive along the chestnut avenue of bushy park settles down on one side or the other and supplies material which to some extent but not sufficiently compensates for the leaf robbery the first commissioner speaks of efforts being made to restore life to the distinguished trees that are dying let us hope that these include a restoration to the soil of those particular salts that have for some years past been annually carted away from it in the form of dead leaves and that this is being done not only around the distinguished trees but throughout the gardens any competent analytical chemist may supply mr adam with a statement of what are these particular salts this information is obtainable by simply burning an average sample of the leaves and analyzing their ashes while on this subject i may add a few words on another that is closely connected with it in some parts of the parks gardeners may be seen more or less energetically occupied in pushing and pulling mowing machines and carrying away the grass which is thus cut this produces the justly admired result of a beautiful velvet lawn but unless the continuous exhaustion of the soil is compensated a few years of such cropping will starve it this subject is now so well understood by all educated gardeners that it should be impossible to suppose it to be overlooked in our parks as it is so frequently in domestic gardening many a lawn that a few years ago was the pride of its owner is now becoming as bald as the head of the faithful practical and obstinate old gardener who so heartily despises the fads of scientific theorists when natural mowing machines are used i e cattle and sheep their droppings restore all that they take away from the soil minus the salts contained in their own flesh or the milk that may be removed an interesting problem has been for some time past under the consideration of the more scientific of the swiss agriculturists from the mountain pasturages only milk is taken away but this milk contains a certain quantity of phosphates 
the restoration of which must be effected sooner or later or the produce will be cut off especially now that so much condensed milk is exported the wondrously rich soil of some parts of virginia has been exhausted by unrequited tobacco crops the quantity of ash displayed on the burnt end of a cigar demonstrates the exhausting character of tobacco crops that which the air and water supply to the plant is returned as invisible gases during combustion but all the ash that remains represents what the leaves have taken from the soil and what should be restored in order to sustain its pristine fertility the west india islands have similarly suffered to a very serious extent on account of the former ignorance of the sugar planters who used the canes as fuel in boiling down the syrup and allowed the ashes of those canes to be washed into the sea they were ignorant of the fact that pure sugar may be taken away in unlimited quantities without any impoverishment of the land seeing that it is composed merely of carbon and the elements of water all derivable from air and rain all that is needed to maintain the perennial fertility of a sugar plantation is to restore the stems and leaves of the cane or carefully to distribute their ashes the relation of these to the soil of the sugar plantations is precisely the same as that of the leaves of the trees to the soil of kensington gardens and the reckless removal of either must produce the same disastrous consequences End of chapter thirty two